Episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Flex. And on the end there, that's Espo. How you guys doing today? I'm pretty sure they heard the tail end of that conversation we were having when we started here. It was a good conversation. Uh, it is. Uh, we were talking about how much we would share with our friends and family and loved ones if we won a, a bajillion dollars. Flex told me, uh, you know, I'm getting all sorts of money. He said that's how much he likes me. So. Flex told me I'm getting the most because I have to deal with all of you guys. At least that's what I heard. That's so you fact. can buy that's all the brown beanies that you want. <laughs> See, like... I, I, I've always, hypothetically, I've always wondered what I would do if I won a lot of money, like like the $1.7 billion last week, right? Yeah. I still think I'd do this job. Now, I, I would do it my own fucking way for sure. Well, like, yeah, because at you that point, you're like, nothing. I want to do the job, but I don't want to listen to anybody. Like, no, I would have, like, we'd have the best of everything. <laughs> we'd right. have a company limo, a company <laughs> airplane. You mean, like, budget? What go, budget? Yeah. No. We'd, we'd, be doing, Let's go. we'd, we'd be doing Let's we'd, go. We'd be doing wash alongs on his yacht, no. <laughs> looking no. like uh, the Wolf of Wall Sold Street. Sold by the whole arena <laughs> for yeah. a, a, a watch party, takeover. We'd takeover. Yeah. You can only you can only be a part of the takeover if you were a diehard. So there'd be like <laughs> a thousand people in there, and then we just we'd have yeah. a blast. Book, you got to make that shot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it just echoes across the gym. Oh my it's free to dream, baby. It's free to dream. All right, gentlemen, we are seven sleeps away from the Suns tipping off the 2023-24 NBA season. Let's do a little ask and answer here at the top of the show because we got some questions, and I think we should talk through some of them. First and foremost. This is Flex's favorite segment. Yeah. Ask and answer. Yeah, we love it. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, Who or what has been the biggest surprise so far in preseason? For me, I would probably say... I want to say Grayson Allen, but I'm going to go with Jordan Goodwin. Okay. I knew he was going to be good. I think he's going to be better than even I thought he was going to be. So... I think he's been a nice little surprise, especially defensively. He's got that dog in him. Yusuf Nurkic. All mm-hmm. we heard was, well, this guy isn't an upgrade. Maybe this trade wasn't very good for this team. And what we've seen from Yusuf Nurkic, I'm getting a lot of what I've always wanted out of the center position here in Phoenix. The passing, the ability to dribble, he can shoot the three uh, on offense. He knows how to set picks. Defensively, sure, say what you want. But I've been... Pleasantly surprised with what I've seen from Yusuf Nurkic in the minutes he's played. I think you're a little biased. I came to this yeah. realization the other day. Why? Because one of your favorite guys at center, one of your favorite players is is uh, uh, Marcin Gortat. He like okay. Jacqueline. And 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 Nurkic has a little Marcin in him. Uh, a little bit, but I look, I off the court, sure, I could see you saying maybe I'm a little biased, but when you watch the on-court play and what he's been able to do in terms of, you know, some of those passes in that first Portland game, I didn't I didn't know he had it in his bag. Yeah. Like, seeing that made me understand what I think the vision when they traded for Yusuf Nurkic was, where I don't think myself and most people truly understood what they hoped he could unlock in that offense. And when he saw it on the court, I I was floored by it because yeah. that offense all of a sudden has all sorts of different dynamics in it 
that we didn't know were in play uh, with that. Is he going to play like he did in that Portland game every every night? No, of course not. But we've now seen what peak Nurk could look like with you know with Devin with KD, and that was even without Bradley Beal that night. So I've been, I was just caught off guard by those elements of his game and really got me excited. I think I the chemistry, it, too. And, yeah. I mean, come on, man. I guess who yours is? Come on. Before you guess, let me just frame it. I'm not surprised by none of the players that are solidified rotation guys. Like, uh, I'm not surprised by Nurk. I've seen enough of him in Portland before he got here to know that Nurk was going to be very good. Grayson Allen, I'm not surprised by. Neither am I surprised by Eric Gordon. These guys are pros, and they're solidified NBA players for a reason. So I'm not going to touch on any of those guys. Did Flex just call me a casual? No. Nah. Like, I watched, no, I watched no, Nurk no, in no, Portland. No, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I, I just, like, some of the things he's doing, I've actually seen him do. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised by it. But I, you know, to your point, he's doing a fantastic job of fitting in. But I mean, go ahead, man. Go ahead, break the ice. You know, come on, y'all, y'all, y'all got. Apparently, he has the best jumper in the league. The most beautiful, beautiful jumper. The most beautiful jumper, <laughs> beautiful. I should say. I went home and watched it again because I thought he was gonna. And and I, it's beautiful, bro. It's I mean, it's picture perfect. It, I I think you need to look at it a little bit closer, because I'm telling you, this guy's got no hitch. His squared up, shoulders are right, foot's always in the right lo, lo, uh, location. Rotation's beautiful, good art. I went back and studied it just because you got on me last night. I'm like, yo, this guy's got a beautiful jumper. So, yeah, Chemezi Metu. It's it's not that you said that, listen, like, I don't disagree that he's got a good-looking jumper. I just didn't <laughs> think it was beautiful. Okay. I, I feel like this is when I heard Lance Blank say to us, uh, Luke Zeller is the best shooter I've ever seen in practice. Damn, bro, you went Lance Blanks on me, dude. That's a shot. He, he's mad because I yeah, shot at Nurkins. You felt Lance like you caught a stray, so he's gonna catch you. He got me. Out. I feel it. Got me right here. I didn't here. mean it like that. You know, it just, got me right here. It just—it it has that rig. It's like it's such a beautiful jumper, and then you're like from the eleventh guy, uh, uh, you know, in the rotation. So how beautiful is it? It may look really good. But right. it, it, it isn't always getting the job. Yeah, I, okay. I Maybe beautiful is the wrong word. But listen, like Tim Thomas, right? That's my guy. Like Timmy had a beautiful jumper. I, I'm telling you, man. I, God, <laughs> hey, for 6'10 for dudes, he had a... Bro, what? that shot, that shot he... When he hit it in L.A., Okay, the pump yeah. fake one it's drill. beautiful no, when it goes in no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a beautiful jumper. It, what what is a beautiful jumper? Like, I mean, like, as soon as it just comes off the hands and, like, just the form, it's like textbook form, elbow just... See, just, but everybody's like, different. I know, but I'm just... That's beauty. That aesthetically pleasing is beauty. Right, beauty so, is in the eye of the beholder, and Flex's eyes are much different yeah. than ours. Like, did can Reggie... I, can like, I, did Reggie did ask me if I had a good Reggie did not have a beautiful jumper. No, he did not. It was ugly as shit. It was like... But it was cash. Yes. Yes. Right. So that's my thing. So now I think guards are more prone to say, oh, that's a beautiful jumper. Like Chris Bullen, beautiful jumper. That silky lefty. Oh no, that, that was a beautiful jump. But no, so hear me out. Small guys have smaller hands. The shots are beautiful. When you get a big guy, no, when you get, when you know, when you get a 6'9", six, 6'10", six, dude, their hands are bigger, and it gives them awkward, like, rotation on the ball. Sure. I look at Chemezi, and I'm like, when I, when I see him release it, it's dry, this is going to drive me crazy because, <laughs> Chemezi, listen, like, Chemezi shot, Looks like Cam's, 
when I let it go, when I look at them, I, I it doesn't like I don't look at Cam and Chemezny and say, if you put both those guys shooting the basketball, I don't know that you can tell the difference. That's what I mean by a beautiful shot. I think Chemezny surprised me with how fluid he go gets into his shot, the art, rotation, footwork. It's every time he shoots, I think it's going in. You saw me running around. Like yesterday. I know. And half the time you got up to run around, you missed those jumpers. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. We got off the rails. Oh, I'm sorry. Beauty is like always in the eye of the it beholder. It is. Absolutely. I think the biggest surprise for me is just how seamlessly it feels like this group has, like, figured one another out. And the chemistry, especially with Nurk and the big three in general, both him and the big three and then the big three separately as well. They've just kind of seems like they just dove right in head first and... Whatever issues or hiccups may have come with just a brand new set of teammates, they've worked through it pretty smoothly. And I feel like we're going to see that be consistent throughout the regular season as well. Yeah, smoother than our group in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we can't all be a big three, four, or five, okay? All right, on the flip side, who or what has been the biggest disappointment? Oh, I, that's the easiest one for me. Okay. Man, bull, bull. <laughs> I mean, he has not been pretty at all. Like, the the bowler coaster has has barely even gotten up to the top of the freaking track, Is in my opinion. Like, there is there hasn't even been an opportunity for it to come down because he's already been down, and it never really got going. And so that's, that's easily been one of the biggest disappointments for me. I, I really did think that he was going to be able to contribute a little bit more in the preseason, be a little bit more assertive than he has been. Um, but for whatever reason, it is just not tracking. Listen, this is why those off-season videos don't mean shit. Like, we, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, man, Bull about to cook this season. Look at him in the gym. Look at him in the lab. Man, that didn't mean anything. But did we really have high expectations in the first place? I mean, a lot of people did. Some people I didn't, did. I, I wouldn't say I, I, had, I didn't. I, didn't, we, I, like I would shouldn't. not say. I would not say I had high expectations. I would say I did have the expectation that he would make the roster. I I would say that, and now he's he's borderline. He might not even make the roster. Maybe it wasn't us, but I mean, there were all sorts of like. Didn't ESPN Photoshop him as the fifth guy yeah. in yes, the lineup but, at but one again, point? When Total. we talked about that, that ha it wasn't about what Bulbul does on the basketball court. It's the fact that Bulbul is so mesmerizing from a fan perspective. Like he's a, he's easy to root for because you want him to be successful. But why do we want him to be successful? Like it's what the about same, him? It's the exact same thing with like a taco fall that's or a anything point. of that no, that's sort. That's a great point. Because like you want you point. want them to be successful. That's a great point, Lance. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we were all looking at him like, oh, this is it. Right. This is the place I, where he's but, gonna but just taco, magically thrive out of nowhere. Yeah. Like was there an opportunity for that to happen? Sure. That's a great point. But I don't think anybody I would I don't think anybody genuinely thought that Bobo was. I mean, Kendrick be like Perkins said he's coming with defensive player of the year. Yeah, there was <laughs> that the, was insane. There was the oh, the guy on his third team figures it out. I mean, there was some expectation. And then when you watch it up close, you're like, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, but yeah. like the opportunity to maybe figure it out, or maybe you have a coach who reaches you and that click just clicks. Like, sure, that exists, and it still exists with Bull Bull. It's mm. not like just from a couple preseason games, he's completely, mm. like, done and over with by any I, means. I think yeah. you know yeah. it with Taco Fall. But I think we just needed to have more expectations, right. like, more realistic expectations for what Bull Bull would bring to your squad if he does make the team. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just – I have just been wildly disappointed because he hasn't been assertive at all. Like, last night's game, that was just – 
I was like, man, you wouldn't even know he was not he was out there if he wasn't seven yeah. foot freaking whatever. Like it's just it's been kind of sad. So yeah, I, I I don't at this point with what I've seen, I don't know that this guy's an NBA player. I just don't. Yeah. I think you know Taco Fall, I mean, Lindsay, you nailed that. I mean, Taco Fall is a better player than Bobo. Yes, and he's in the G League, <laughs> right? So I mean, that's just in a nutshell. As far as disappointment, uh, I I'm leaning towards the guy. I kind of want to see this next game before I go there. But this guy has been a little bit of a disappointment. I watched a lot of film on him this offseason. I was really excited. I actually thought he could be a starting center for us. I just I haven't seen enough from Eubanks. I just haven't. Um, I know he had the little injury, and I kind of want to give him a pass there. But I thought I was going to see a little bit more court awareness, a little bit more IQ. He just kind of seemed to be running around out there and not kind of like getting into uh, – the way I know he can play. I've he, seen good film on him. He's another guy that kind of gets lost out there and you don't even realize yeah. he's out there sometimes. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, for me, it's Nasir Little. We thought, oh, maybe this guy uh, isn't just a throw in, in this deal. I believe he's the fifth highest paid player on the roster right now at, <sighs> at $6.25 million, and I have seen nothing. I heard about his athleticism, all these things, and – you, you bring up Bull Bull not being aggressive. I haven't seen Nasir Little be aggressive out there in his minutes that he's getting. And in a new situation in preseason, that's when you should be trying to be aggressive, showing what what you have. And, and, and being passive in that just has been underwhelming completely to me. My biggest disappointment is the fact that I had to admit that I was wrong about Grayson Allen and not wanting him on this team. Mm. Okay. I didn't that? think I would like him because of his reputation and the things he's done in his past, but the way he spoke about it on media day, the way that he kind of carries himself in all of the media scrums and obviously what he does on the basketball court, I feel like I'm team Grayson Allen right now. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm surprised in a disappointing way because I don't like to be wrong, but also in a pleasant way because if you're going to be proven wrong by somebody, their character changing Right. Um, I think is a positive all around. So. Are we talking sweet baby Grayson? That's what no, I was going to ask. No, we're Come definitely on. not going on, that sweet far. Sweet baby Grayson. People I change, I am on Lynch. board with Grayson. But, but to be change. a sweet baby angel, it's just got to be inherent. Why? Why? People that change. Them's the rules. How about sweet baby demon? Can them's that? the rules. That yeah, that's fine. We could well, totally do that. One guy I'm disappointed about, but more for him than anything is Damon Lee. I yeah. think he could have had a real opportunity uh, if he was hitting those threes the way we, th- I, you know, the way we saw him at the beginning of last season. This was a fresh start for him, and and obviously now with the injury, uh, going to be way behind the eight ball. You you know what's interesting about that player is I I'm a big believer in blessings in disguise. Like sometimes in basketball, you have these things that happen. Devin Booker getting hurt on Christmas Day is probably why we have this big three here. So sometimes these injuries work out. Mm-hmm. I was worried about um, how things were going to shake out when before Damien got hurt. Because I'm looking at the depth. Like, we're sitting here talking last night. How are we going to play Goodwin? Yeah. Like, imagine if Damien Lee was in the mix. Do you even see Goodwin? Like, I don't know. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know the pecking order. I don't know if you pass up on Damian Lee and for a guy that. So I think it could be a blessing in disguise where he can get healthy, come back later in the year, 
and be an insurance policy, and we get to see Jordan Goodwin a lot more than we would have if Damien didn't get hurt. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Who or what do you think will be our secret weapon this season? Hmm. Not Bo Bo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to be a combination of of Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. I think those two guys have the ability those to are, those are are those secrets. I mean, I when, think the depth as a whole. That's because fair. a lot of people coming into the season were still questioning that when it came to the Suns. I think our depth as a whole is going to be very valuable okay. for us. Se- secret. So we're thinking more. Nobody's going to think of it in, in terms of that, right? So fine. I think Utah's defense. Oh, okay. I think people I like underrate uh, what he's able to do. He won a defensive player of the year uh, in college. Uh, you know, I know it was a, a lower tier division that he was in or conference that he was in, but still uh, he has that ability. I think he will have an impact on that end of the floor at some point this year that we go, Oh wow. That helped win a game or two. in, in that way, yeah. you know, I, I will go, I think it's going to be Eubanks. Okay. Oh, and here's why, Ooh, because everybody me. keeps talking about the nuggets. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about how physically <laughs> dominating they were last year in the finals and, and in the playoffs. And they were, I mean, and the one main culprit of that physical dominance was who? Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Aaron oh, yeah. Gordon was. Okay. I could see a scenario where the Suns start to manipulate a little bit what they have on, on the defensive end. And they put a guy like Eubanks on Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Keep Nurkic out there on Jokic. And then you you surround him with the big three. And now you got that physical matchup ability um, to keep Aaron Gordon a little bit at bay. And and so I like that. And I think a guy like Eubanks, a guy like KBD, are guys that will find their way and they'll find their groove. And then once they do, they're going to be off to the races. It's just going to take them a little bit. So yeah, uh, I, I, would I like say that. I'm going with uh, the Cookie Monster. Oh boy! Mm. You want the Cookie ahead, Monster? I'm, I'm going with the Cookie Monster, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that can I'll, make Saul give that look and make uh, some people laugh, I'm in. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I I think Jordan Goodwin is going to be our secret weapon. I think he's going to be the guy that we're going to sick on point guards that are trying to get busy, that are trying to get comfortable. Um, he's just going to go out there and change the game a lot, like Javon Carter. I mean, Javon Carter has carved out in a great, nice little niche in this league. Um, being that guy that can go out there and, you know, put a fire out. And I think Gordon, uh, Jordan Goodwin is going to be able to do that in spades. And I also think that offensively he's going to surprise people. Um, I keep saying, like, the Lakers got a guy, Gabe Vincent. I mean, you know, he made a difference for that Heat team in that championship run this year, and that's why he got paid. And I think Jordan Goodwin could be that type of secret weapon in the playoffs that people are going to sleep on. You're going to bring this guy in for 10 minutes, he's going to get three steals, a couple rebounds, a couple blocks, maybe make a three, and you're going to look and be like, damn, that was 10 really good productive minutes. So I like Jordan Goodwin. I think there's a 90% chance he has no clue that the the – Somebody believes that Cookie Monster is his nickname. Is this one of those uh, milk I, for Ty Jerome? Yeah, one whatever. of these things. He's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, like, totally. Cookies That's and milk. So that would Cookie I'm, Monster and milk. That would have been a we hell. We need of to a have duo. Gerald ask about this this nickname. <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah, we do. I want to know. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> it at all? I fucking hate it. I'm Cookies, not a huge man. fan Cookie, of it either. You play ball in the I know, but still, like, I just, I don't know. Okay, so you got something better? 
No. No. <laughs> That's not Saul's department. That's right? not. Okay. Is there anyone that you think could still fight their way in in the final preseason game? Not Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fight their way in, into the rotation. I think it's going to be tough. I think I, both into the rotation and to save their spot on the squad. I got somebody. I, I think. I don't know. I don't. I, got I, I don't know. I think Go we're ahead. pretty well set. Mm. Go ahead. Nah, I think Nasir. I think Nasir Little can fight his way in into the rotation. And, 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 are we asking like opening night? Or are we talking about throughout the season? Throughout the season. No, yeah. Oh, not throughout the, I thought yeah. we were talking in fourth yeah. preseason. Yeah. No. Throughout the yeah, season. Yeah, I was talking sure. more like in that last preseason game, like to get oh, more of saying... a nod for the beginning. Not necessarily opening night, but the beginning part of the season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that changes it a little bit. I mean, I think I, I want to say that the le- I, there's, I think there's 11 that are kind of like right there. And I think my biggest question is, are, are you going to go 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. think I think there's a good chance we can go 11. I really do. Like I think this team is good enough that playing 11, uh, it won't be it it won't be something that hinders the team. Sometimes you go too many players and it hurts the team. In this case, I think 11. But uh, I don't know, Lens. Uh, like opening night, I don't see anybody on the cusp. But yeah. during the season, I think a guy like Nasir could work his way in. I feel like right now the answer is no, and I kind of feel like the team knows what they're getting from each guy already. So. The deciding factor as far as which two players you have to cut from the squad just comes down to them having a conversation about who who they think could be most beneficial long term. I don't think that anything will come out and surprise them in this final game and be like, oh, we didn't see that before. We definitely should look at him a little bit more closely. You just said something that just struck a chord. I want to put this out there. There is a guy that none of us are talking about that I believe if the Suns do the right thing, he'll be on his team. And I think he can be a guy that can find a way on the court. Is Ish Wainwright? Uh, Wainwright. Mm-hmm. I really do. Now I know that there's people that think he's going to get cut, but I think if he stays, he brings a different dynamic. He can guard multiple positions. He can hit the three ball. He's played with some of these guys this year. He's a good locker room guy. Um, like I said, I keep pointing back to that Dallas game. He won us that Dallas game. I mean, so I again, I I do think there's going to be a couple people that are going to have an opportunity to sneak in. Um, and I like Ish. I think Ish is his best basketball still ahead of him. I don't think he's gotten to that point yet. Uh, I think you keep Ish because he's consistent um, or more consistent than your options. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I, I love Ish. I just don't I don't see a path for him to to be part of this rotation. I just don't. Okay. I know it's a bad look, but I still and and I don't know. I I just have this sneaking suspicion that Damon Lee's the guy. That's gonna you God, you can't do that. I mean, you you can. No, There's no rule against it. That would be so but bad. I, but I, it, if you're looking at this, if they actually see Bull Bull as having some kind of they potential don't. that we don't see, no, There's just I, no way. Not That's the conversations guy, I'm having. Listen, man. if he was balling in practice, he would get into the games much earlier than I he agree. is. But it takes for the whole crowd to chant his <laughs> name with five minutes left to go in the game for him to finally get some burn. I just don't see it. Well, I mean, and and I think you're probably right. When Azabuki gets in yeah. yesterday before him mm-hmm. uh, and has a greater impact yeah. as a two-way guy, I feel like that's that's likely what's going to happen. It's Keon and Bull Bull. But I, I just keep going back to Damien and going, well, if you like either of these guys in any way, that's your out. And you can go, look, we'll, 
you know, we feel bad. We'll do what we can to support the guy, but we need guys that can can help us win over the next two, three months, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, that's just a bad look. Yeah, no, it's, it. I think it's a bad, terrible look for the team. You don't cut a guy that just got hurt in your facility working yeah. his butt off, who's such a good guy, by the way. Um, I just don't. And he got surgery. And he got surgery, I believe, to get back on the court. And it's year. not like at this point you're really hurting too, too much from a depth perspective. No. But, you know but what I mean? If thing. you were like, shoot, we're up a creek without paddle here, maybe. But I don't right. think the Suns are in that boat. I mean, is Bobo the fifth center? Let's be honest. If I'm if I'm putting him in order, I'm I got him five. You're counting. Bro, he's, Met. He's I'm super counting Met too. Yes. Okay. No, he's super dead last. I'm counting him as a fifth guy. Bro, he's he's like the fucking fifteenth guy. Right. I, I'm I saying at the fifteenth. No, yeah, I mean, you're 15, right. He's the fifteenth center. I'd rather have freaking Jordan Goodwin playing center than <laughs> than Bowl Bowl right now. Like, I listen, man. I am completely off the bowler coaster. I think Bowl Bowl has just not proved enough to play on a viable contending team. And let alone be part of the rotation. Like, I just don't. I I, I haven't seen anything that tells me we should keep this guy. I, I, agree. I agree. People people loved his dunk last night. I'm like, that was that actually should have been a turnover. He lost the freaking ball in midair and got lucky enough to regain it. Like, even that wasn't impressive to me last night. Oof, that's brutal. Hey, you know what's not brutal? Our friends over at that MGM giving you... <laughs> Free bonus bets and free winnings. All you have to do is sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app using that bonus code PHNX. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you get $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Nothing better than free money. You can check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. And, of course, if you are ready and waiting to just watch more Suns basketball this upcoming season, Arizona's Families Sports is the place to do that. They are the new TV home for our Phoenix Suns. We can watch 70-plus games right from our living rooms. All you need is an antenna. Many options are available at local retailers or online. And there are indoor and outdoor varieties as well. So, And there's one at every price point. So you have no excuses. Wherever you live in Arizona – Visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. It's great resources to help you find your Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. We do have a super chat from Shaoban. They said, I'm, no wait, yeah, I'm surprised by good one. Us too, we're pleasantly surprised. Also, HD antenna, no go in my neighborhood. Any news from 3TV on AZ Fam Sports Channel on Fubo TV? La last I heard, they're negotiating with Fubo, YouTube TV, uh, all of those uh, carriers to try to get the games uh, shown there. Right now, Channel 3 will be carrying the games through uh, the beginning of 2024. Uh, so, you should have access on most of the, the streamers to Channel 3 to watch the games. After that, uh, at the beginning of the new year, I believe the hope is 
that Arizona Family Sports is carried on those streamers as well. So. I feel like I've been watching on we've been watching on YouTube TV, haven't we? Arizona yeah. Family Sports on YouTube. Yep. So I, I know they're there. YouTube. Well, no, TV. we've been watching on uh, Channel Three. We've been watching the game, but on YouTube TV. Yes, Channel right? Three on YouTube TV. It'll be all the games will be on three till till the beginning of twenty twenty four. Yeah. Then then second half of the season they'll transition to them being on uh, Arizona Family Sports this, only. This has actually been really weird for me, man. Like I I come from a sports market where this is like never talked about, and the fact that. So many of these things are going on. So many people can't find a way to watch it and well, stuff. It's, it's it's because of it's a couple of things. First, um, you know, obviously the RS the local RSN market. So in New York, it would be yes, yeah, um, and they broadcast the Nets games and yeah, um, and then MSG the Yankees pr- pr- MSG does, Knicks, the, does the Knicks and Rangers, stuff like that, right? So yep. imagine one of those lo- those RSNs going belly up, okay. and then where do you got? Where can you go after that? Gotcha. You know what I mean, so that's kind of what happened with Bally's what happened in San Diego with Bally's. And so the RSN market, uh, we've, we're seeing it in Denver too with Root Sports mm-hmm. and AT&T. Yeah. Like everything's kind of falling apart. Um, and because of that, there's newer opportunities for the local broadcast stations who used to produce a lot of these games in the past um, to get back into the fold gotcha. um, and, and and open this up because they have a wider bandwidth in terms of um, the, the households that have because uh, you don't have to pay for those pay for the local, local broadcasts local, because yeah. obviously government and federal laws, um, you have to have certain things that, that make you a local broadcast station. Gotcha. So it's just a unique situation. That's why in New York they don't talk about it because they don't have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, not dealing but with at it. At some yeah. point, I'm going gonna, gonna to say every single person, every single state that has a team will have to deal with the RSN factor at some point because that, that is a downhill trajectory right well now. new york's a, a weird thing too because teams own part of it too of the yeah. of the networks too so yeah, yeah, yeah. yes is owned by yankees and yeah. msg is Knicks, it's, right? and it's it's such a huge money factor too within how these players get paid how owners keep their heads above water sometimes so going to be now, interesting how this whole entire space changes over yeah. the next couple of years. We weren't having this problem when Bally's last year when Bally's was covering. Oh yeah, we did because yeah. half the people that that had satellite couldn't get Bally's because Strange they weren't on Dish. Oh. Um, they weren't on certain other services. Gotcha. They, you know, I mean, Bally's so, wasn't on YouTube TV last yeah, year nope. either. Yeah, so, oh, so was so it was okay. it was a it was. problem. That's why this is such a big deal because it went from I think it was like uh, something less than a million or a million households to like now. We have another super chat. This one's from Brian. Thank you, Brian. Said nickname for Grayson mainly because of his hair. Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Salt and pepper because it's spicy. <laughs> mm, I like Mr. Fantastic way much. Way, be- way much. Um, way better. Um, I don't know that I love either. But I, I would lean towards Mr. Fantastic. Before salt, salt and pepper, pepper for spice. I mean, yeah. his first name fits him perfect. <laughs> Grayson. I mean, Grayson, bro. He's got gray hair all over the place. Yeah, he's the gray son. Yeah. Gray hair. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. All right, moving on. So Frank Bogle at practice today said that he has not fully decided yet who will and will not play in the final preseason game. Do any of you guys think that the big three should play in Thursday's final preseason nope. game? No. Nope. Hell no. Nope. Nope. Nothing good can come of that. Yep. Nope. Cool. Well, that was the easiest question <laughs> we asked and answered today. We're nope. all in agreement there. Moving on. Right now, who do you trust more to shut down an opponent? Josh Akogi or Jordan Goodwin? Josh Akogi. Jordan Goodwin. 
Okay. God, I don't like that. Josh Akogi, I'm going to agree Josh with Akogi, Saul on this. Yeah, Josh Akogi, because he's he's We've he's been it. in those games before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and he knows what to expect. I think there's still a bit of – listen, playoff basketball is completely different, and Jordan Goodwin's never been a part of it. So. That's true. Book wasn't uh, a part of it either. He went to the finals. Yeah, but he built it. Book is book. You can't compare <laughs> book to Jordan Goodwin. Book. Yo, yo, listen. Defense is defense. I don't, I don't like this argument because we're talking about like, like offense is one thing. I don't believe that's the same thing on defense. I think Josh Okogie and Jordan Goodwin are both terrific defenders. But what I've seen with my eyeballs, I think Jordan Goodwin, pound for pound, is a better defender than Josh Okogie. Can- now Josh has done it longer. But I like I like Jordan Goodwin. I think he just you don't you don't agree? That's disrespectful to Josh Akogi. No, no, and I'm not. But see, this is like a one A one B thing. It's not like why good would you give the scrub. then why would you give the one A to the guy that hasn't done it in the playoffs yet? No, because I'm not I'm not going into what who's because that's not a fair argument. One guy is 26, one guy's 23. Like could it? I don't like that argument. Can I trust both of them? Like, no, I, sure. Like I trust I trust both these guys' defensive prowess. I'm I'm doing a Lindsey Smith. It's all right. I, I I trust both of their defensive prowess. They, for me, it comes down to which guys hitting their shots at any given time. I almost feel like these guys could be interchangeable here from a dif- That's defense. That's not the question. I, I think it, I think it depends on. I think it also depends on the opponent. That's not the question. No, I think that no. I'm trust. I trust Joe and Go because how they they actually play two different positions. So they do. Like Josh Okogie is really a three. In, in the NBA, he's a three. No, he's not. He's not a three? No. He's, Josh Okogie's not a three. He's, he's starting at the three. He's six four. How is he a three? This six there aren't threes in the NBA that's six four, bro. Bro, not good ones. So Josh Okogie's a point guard? No, I'm just saying. Is he like, a shooting guard? He's not, he can't he's, shoot. He's, he doesn't really. Basketball. There you go. He doesn't have a defined <laughs> no, position. No, but, but I'm saying when he came into the league when he was drafted, he came in as a small forward. So here's my here's my counteraction. Go ahead. Today, okay. Go ahead. If we're going to sit there and say Josh Okogie's a three, what are we going off of, <laughs> offensively or defensively? Because defensively, he's matching up against the other team's point guard. Most of the time, it's going to be like Steph Curry, John Morant, those guys. Those and are point guards. that's my argument. I think if you're going against Steph Curry, John Morant, and point guards, I prefer John Goodwin, who's a point guard, who's de- who's D point guards his but whole life. But you're basing that off of playing against teams in the preseason. No, no, that's what you're basing it off. I'm basing it off of what I saw him do in Washington last year when nobody knew about him. And I saw him start games in Washington when they had injuries. Against, he started. Against teams in the East? Oh, yeah, I'm an NBA team. Yeah, trash team. <laughs> the NBA team. I like this. I like this. I, I like this debate. No, you could be right. I mean, listen, let's see what happens. I like Jordan Goodwin because I think he's a true point of attack point guard defender. I think we're trying to get Josh Okoge to be that. Okay, but if you're if part of the premise is you're switching in this defense, okay. in particular in pick and roll, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Josh Okoge has Better done fit. that, okay. has played uh, has played against multiple positions defensive wise. If if you get switched on to a small forward with Jordan Goodwin or power forward, how okay. are you feeling about that? No, then, then I'm with Saul. If, if we're talking, see, that's what I'm. When you add those dynamics, we have a better, clearer conversation. But when you say who's a better defender, just straight up. In a gym, empty gym, I get Steph Curry bringing the ball up. Who I want, I, I like Jordan Goodwin. Oh, man, I think he's. See, I, I like I like Akogi because he's strong. I like Akogi because I feel like he's a little bit more versatile. I think he's just as good on the ball as as Jordan Goodwin. I really do. 
Okay. So I think it's. I, and listen, we are splitting hairs. We are. In this. We are. This is good. I love Jordan. Goodwin, I like both of them. But I, I think Josh Kogi is being disrespected by my man. Do you like Alvarado? Do you like Jose Alvarado? I do. Defensively, I think, I think that kid's fucking terrific. Screw Jose Alvarado. No, I think, I'm, I think Ted, he's um, terrific. He brings yeah. up a good point in the chat too. Goodwin is a bit foul prone right now. That was something that Frank Vogel did mention after last night's game. Like, yes, we did highlight the steals that Josh Kogi had. But also, you have, you, we can't ignore the fact that he does foul a little bit too much. And just, and, 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 and if he had four, four in like the first he five had four. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he had as many fouls as he did yeah. steals. And, just, in those right. first and that was against Scoot oh, Henderson. Man. And that was against Scoot Henderson, that, who's still trying to learn the game at the NBA level. Wait until Steph Curry gets yes. involved. It's a different situation. You I'm definitely have to take that into consideration. I just, yeah, this is this is what I get it. This is why I get it. Let's this go, is why baby. we need like to see it. practice because I guarantee yeah. you, if we saw practice and we saw Book going up against both those dudes, uh, like both I've their seen them, are getting torn. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but but you'll be able to see like and discern like, oh yeah, yeah, that that I dude just, is really I, that dude. I look at Josh Akogi, ninety four feet. He backpedals a lot. That's that's not a that's that's a fact. He backpedals a lot. You put him ninety four feet, he's sliding with a guy and backpedaling. If you put Josh Akogi on Chris Paul, Chris Paul's going to bring the ball up. You put Jordan Goodwin on Chris Paul, Chris Paul's yeah, turning his back, dribbling backwards, and doing the Jose Alvarado thing. Chris Paul thing. is, is so that's one, what I'm saying. one left of a certain breed. No, and I agree with you. In that matchup, I probably would rather have Goodwin uh, going one-on-one, pressing him 94, uh, 94 feet, I and forcing. I want to see Jordan Good. I can't wait for Josh's ass to get back. I want to see Jordan Goodwin on Ja Morant. That's what I want to see because that's a guard that fits like athletically and, and the size. He can match it well with John Murray. Now you get him a bigger guard, then you go Josh Kogi. I I don't think no one's wrong here. I'm I, just I, saying I think y'all sleeping on Jordan Goodwin. I also, I, that guy's terrific. I also think Jordan Goodwin's the type of dude that would get three fouls on Chris Paul as well because Chris Paul's just a smarter player. He's a smart player. That's oh, the so there's always a counteraction the to this, right? right? That's where the experience does matter. And that's I why, I, because of experience, I give the nod slightly to a coach. I like what Brendan's saying. This is a good problem to have. It is a good, good problem to have. And that's problem. not to say that Jordan Goodwin can't become even better as the season continues to progress. That's for certain. All right. What do you guys think the rotations will look like to start the season specifically? Oh, man, that's a difficult question. Well, I think we know the starting five is it, it, to start is going to be you know Book Beal, Katie, uh, Akogi, and Nurkic. So I think you can mark those five down uh, at least for that first week, uh, and then you've got Grayson and and Eg and Eubanks. So there's eight, and I think you're probably looking at two more there. Yuda uh, seems to be a guy that you're going to have in there, and then. Goodwin, KBD is it Goodwin? Like how? How are you gonna? Yes. You Damn, gonna do that? He just like, disrespecting my guy, Chemezi. Okay. <laughs> Damn, but man. Again, again, this is situational. No, I, I think you. there's gonna you. be twelve guys that probably play uh, over the first the month. Here, but man. I think I think it's gonna be completely situational. I, I this is what I think. And listen. We can all sit here and, you know, and smell our own farts when it comes to the Suns because that's what it feels like right now because we've seen them play against the preseason guys. Like, who gives a shit about this? I think the first five to six games, you're going to know what the rotation is because they're they're not going to hold back. They're You know, the starters are going to play 30-plus minutes. The other guys are going to get, you know, spot minutes here and there. They got to show up. They got to show out. Like, it's not going to be the same. Like, these guys are playing the whole second half right now. They're not playing the whole second half. 
when we get into the season. So that that rotation yeah. is going to shrink up, and that's really when you're going to find out what Frank Vogel and the staff think about certain players. In my estimation right now, and I, it pains me to say this, I think Eubanks is probably like 10, 11, 12. I and do I think too. Metu is probably 8, 9, 10. Like oh I do God. think that he's he's higher in the rotation right now than Eubanks. I do. I uh, do because too. of how they've played so far and the versatility that Chemezi Metu gets you. So why um, Eubanks get the start and play play more minutes? Well, Chemezi got to start, though. Chemezi got to start, look, too. Look, I'm, I'm looking at this and – even Vogel said it. You're going to see a lot of different lineups early mm-hmm. on and throughout this year as he experiments. I don't. You're not going to see anybody, uh, you know, fall completely out of the rotation except for guys like Nasir Little uh, and that you know that back half, that 13, 14, 15, and the two way guys. Uh, I think so. I think you'll see Chemezi some nights. You'll see Eubanks. Other nights, you're gonna see KBD play some, and then and then not because Yuta gets more minutes in a particular night. I, we're not we're not gonna see a locked in eight man rotation anytime before March. Oh, I don't think it's gonna be eight at all. I think it's gonna be ten. Yeah, no matter yeah. what. So no matter what, it's gonna be ten. All right, can I give you my ten, my guy? And I'm gonna rank these guys. I'm gonna rank them based on what I've seen. So ten. starting five, right? Book Bill, KD, uh, Akogi, and Nurkic. My first guy off the bench is Grayson Allen. Second guy off the bench is Eric Gordon. So that's seven. Yuta's my eighth guy. When I get to eight is where it starts to get funny. I'm going to be honest. My ninth guy is uh, this preseason. What I've seen is Metu. Metu's my ninth guy. And then I start to, you got to have a backup center. So is it, you know, is, is he going to play back, backup center? Cause he's going to have to. He's going to have to. Because then, then you're talking about Eubanks and Goodwin. And I'm going to go, like he said, I think. Eubanks is falling down the back of the order. I'm going. I'm going Goodwin. That's my ten, and then I go to KBD. That's eleven. Can you? I keep going back to this. Can you play a second unit that consists of Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, and Jordan Goodwin? Yes, yeah, I, think I so. don't see it. I yes. think you're they could. Up, you're giving up. I think size. Grayson can play the three. Grayson can play the three. Yeah. He's six five, six six. And then Gordon's big enough to hold his own at the two, and then Goodwin can go crazy at the one. And you so, can still throw KD out there with Nurk. And Nerk. Gordon's got that old man string, too. Okay, so, so, so we, we agree that they're likely going to keep one of the big three out there of with, course. with this. So you have to, yeah. I just, I go, uh, you start looking at it, and okay, so is Yuta out there if you're keeping KD in? Like, is that is that where you go when you play KD small ball five? Like, you uh, you, like mean, when you start looking listen. at it, I, that's the, the yeah, numbers. That's matching base. I get, I get that. But listen, like for the, for the you know, to brief to make this brief, uh, we can go all day long on like potential matchups and situations and these guys playing in this time and the big three playing. Like we can go all day with with mm-hmm. what the possible matchups are. So I think we just try to generalize this to give everybody an idea of what we think. Um, so. Of the first month, yeah. they will play twelve guys on a fairly consistent <laughs> they basis. They could, is oh, my, probably. Is my probably. thought. I mean, if they're blowing yeah. teams out by twenty, they're going to play twelve guys. Yes, for definitely. Sure. Uh, we have a super chat. This one is from Brian. Brian said, "Lindsay jinxed Okogi into oblivion. Poor dude." <laughs> Brian, that is where you are incorrect. Saul and Espo jinxed Okogi into oblivion. Because you when made Gerald, a thing, a thing. When yeah. Gerald and I were on board with Josh Okogi being a knockdown three-point shooter, everything was fine. The minute these two jumped on board, 
everything went south. Because it wasn't real. Lindsay. So put the blame where the blame truly belongs. It's mm-hmm. on Saul she and Aspel. She was like, he was, he's a knockdown three-point shooter. She tried to get us all on board. And then the minute we were on board, he started throwing up air balls. Like, that's not my fault. <laughs> it's that's totally your fault. fault. That's your no, fault. That's and that's I love the overhyping somebody. It is. <laughs> she was a sweet baby angel. We were all having a great time until the two of you came in and spoiled everything. <laughs> tisk tisk. Uh, but it's okay. If you're feeling a little down, maybe a trip to Four Peaks will cheer you right up. One, it's pumpkin porter season. Everybody loves the pumpkin porter from Four Peaks. And also, they've got a bunch of really cool things happening for fall. So visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite haunted brewery tours and events like the Stein Holding and Oktoberfest. It's all right around the corner. So check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. As a reminder, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And we ask that you please drink responsibly. Also, if you are looking for a place to grab some quick and delicious dinner tonight, might I recommend the Spaghetti Shack. They're ASU alum owned and operated. They serve a menu starring spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread, and a few other fan favorites. You can enjoy delicious spaghetti, meatballs, and more at any of their four Arizona locations. To find a place near you or to learn more, go to thespaghettishack.com. All right. Uh, we have a couple updates from practice over on our Twitter page, and we'll have some up on our YouTube channel later today as well. But one thing we want to share with you guys today is what Kevin Durant had to say about the Suns' process on offense and the big three balancing unselfishness with staying aggressive. Uh, the guys that command respect out there. Book you know, drives to the rim is going to be guys coming over and converting. Same with Bradley, same with myself. Uh, in different, on different areas of the floor, expect to open up everything for everyone. Can't guard all of us at once, you know. So, especially when guys like Booker command a double team, myself, Brad command a double team is going to be tough on the backside. So, um, play fundamentally sound ball, don't turn the ball over, rebound, we'll be in solid shape on offense. Would you have to tell yourself to take open shots when it's swing? No, you know what I mean? Not at all. Not you, not you, but just <laughs> nobody on the team. I don't think anybody on this team, we don't have coaches, is, is honest at all times of being aggressive. And it's times where Coach may call the play, and he'll stop practice and say, look, that was a chance for you to go break it off and go get a basket right there. So that, that, him giving us that confidence to be aggressive when the ball touches our hands is always key. Because the team with good players, we tend to you know, try not to step on toes and be a little timid out there to figure it out. But from day one, Coach is telling us to be aggressive. Yeah, I, I don't see why it would be a problem with these three guys because – they're they're not guys that are predicated in having to have the ball in their hand constantly to be to be effective offensively. If you had three guys like that uh, that pounded the air out of the ball to to do what they do, then I would see where this could be problematic. But we've seen uh, we've seen Katie Book uh, do it uh, together and be able to uh, be out there and and work together. When you watch what Bradley Beal can bring to the table in terms of and we were talking about this yep. before the show, creating his own space to get shots and make those passes, you know, and break guys' ankles off the dribble. He adds something a little different. I I don't foresee any issue with these guys getting theirs. And, uh, you know, maybe even I think early on they might defer a little too much because mm-hmm. they're trying to get used to each other. I haven't seen that so far. I haven't, no. I think they've, they've, they've struck a pretty good balance of just playing with each yeah. other and not really – 
yeah. deferring too much. Like I was kind of worried about that as well. Um, but I think they've done a pretty solid job so far. And you know, like even like Book last night had an opportunity to pull from three, but he instead sucked in the defense and he just dished it over to Grayson Allen, who just took a, a stand up straight up sh- three point shot. Yeah. I almost got fouled and hit it. And so and like, fouled, I, I just, right? I just, I like it so far. The chemistry has been pretty smooth. Yeah. No, I, I like what they're doing. I, I didn't see too much deferring. Now to your point, this is glorified practice. Once it gets to the real games, I want to see how that dynamic works out, but they seem like they're, I mean, I don't see a team a three guys that have just been playing together for a little bit of time. It looks like they've got some real continuity already. So I love it. And and I what I also see, too, is I kind of feel like when one of them, and I went back and looked at some tape last night, when one of them is kind of off a little bit, they're kind of trying to get them going. Yeah, them. Like they were trying to get Brad going yesterday. It just didn't happen. But you made a point. Book had a, opportunities to take other shots, and he passed them up. So I liked how they're playing. They're, they're definitely helping each other more than hurting each other. My biggest concern with the deferring is when you get into it, you know, pressure situation, high impact at the end. Is there a little of the, you know, doing that? Is it really easy when, like you said, you're running glorified practice in the first half of a preseason, you're playing 18 minutes, you're like, hey, we're going to kick the ball around. But I want to see it when we get into, you know, into the real deal here. If they're, you know, last five minutes, a two-point game against the Warriors, how does this offense operate? Who is the guy? that gets the last shot. How are you getting guys open and what does that look like? Because look, you're not, you're not getting easy out of the gates. You're getting golden state. You're getting LA. I'll be fascinated to watch how the three continue to integrate with each other. All right, gentlemen. So we're getting ranking from ESPN. They are putting out their teams based on, rank based on watchability and fun. So we know that the Suns are going to be in the top 10, obviously, as they should be. We've gotten um, up to 11 to this point. I'm assuming tomorrow we'll get 10 through one or maybe five or something like that. Um, But I want to know which teams are you not going to be watching this season? Your, as Espo said, league past, if you will. (coughs) Oh, from uh, one of uh, one of mine is Utah. I do not care yeah. to watch the Jazz in one. any way. Ugly uniforms, team that I just find boring, city I, that I find more boring. I don't want any – I don't need to watch the Utah Jazz at, at all in any way, shape, or form. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't watch that basketball team, man. That's fair. I, yeah, that's just a team that, I mean, I just don't get what they're doing over there ever. So, yeah, Charlotte. Uh, I have two. Um, Orlando. Ooh. And Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you won't watch 100%. for Paulo Bancaro? Who? Paulo Bancaro. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm not watching that. Nope. I'll just that. keep up via highlights and things like no, that. I'm not that watching the team that's wanna, just dog no. shit. Nah. Like, I just don't want to watch the Orlando Magic at all. There's I, nothing about the – I like – Paulo is a good player, but I have – like, there's nothing about him that I'm like, ooh, I must watch him play. Yeah, I think that's Zero. fair. Uh, I might pity watch the Washington Wizards. I kind of feel feel bad. Maybe one pity watch to go, yeah, that is as bad as I thought it was going to be without Bradley Beal, uh, without uh, Chris Tapps, with you know, just how how barren it is there. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I would do that either. Yeah, you, might, you might get a 35-point <laughs> Landry Shamit game. That's how barren it is. You know what, though? They, 
I, in a weird way, I kind of like some of the things they did. No, I, I do. I like, I love Tyus. I love Tyus. And I think Jordan Poole. I, I, enough I, I tell to you watch what, him now? No, no, not I, enough to watch him. I am intrigued. I, I want to see how they come out the gates because I, I do think they can sneak up on some people. There's, there's a little bit of town over there. And I like the way they kind of hit the button. And I like some of the things they did. But I don't know if I'm I, like watching them. I, I think the Bulls are on that list too. It's just a, it's a boring basketball Ooh, thing. Yeah. I, and and that's not that's not hate because I dislike Chicago uh, for my personal reasons and in, in terms of the Bulls, but I just I think they're boring. So we've all done something here. I think you said one. Is there any other Western Conference team that you don't care for besides uh, what he said? Utah? Utah. Yeah. Um. Not that I will like purposely avoid like some teams like listen even back in the day before we turned things around i totally understood why people didn't want to watch the suns okay you know what i mean like you had one guy named evan booker on this team and that was the only thing worth tuning in for right so i totally understand that i think everybody else in the west is kind of somebody that you sort of will pay yeah. attention to at least a little bit yeah, that's, that's my point maybe the rockets like yeah. the Rockets are, yeah. okay. I love Jock. You know, I'm gonna I'm keep. You know, I'm a, I'm a tune in just to see what he's doing. Um, but I can do that from the score book. I don't need to watch the whole game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, if we're talking just Western Conference, it's Dallas. Really? I find. Uh, like, I am kind of curious to see what I, that I got to find that. out I on find a more Dallas, consistent like, basis. Okay. Do I want? Do I want to watch a guy that flops and whines yeah, all game? Yeah, that's fair. Like the style of basketball isn't fun. like if I'm going out of my way to watch something that isn't Suns basketball that I watch 82 nights out of a year plus playoffs, <laughs> it better be damn entertaining. I'm not just watching uh, some shitty ball because it's on. I want to watch something that I find entertaining. I paid for league pass. I'm not going to tune in uh, to basketball that I just do not find interesting mm -hmm. or palatable in any way yeah brian in the chat said you will never watch a, or you will never make me watch a pacers game or oh, i will man. never watch a pacers game and you can't make me that's a good one you don't want to see what jalen smith does as the they, backup center on that one they are don't disrespect benedict matherin oh man yeah i'm interested in what brian like does him. with that big contract there too like i mean they signed him in the off season how does he look I don't know. There may be some early season intrigue, and then I want to check in on our future uh, point guard, TJ McConnell, and see how he's I doing. Love, I love Tyrese. I mean, Halliburton's my guy. Yeah, Halliburton's fun, too. Well, one thing's for certain. The Utah Jazz are not inside our inner circle, but you can get involved with Circle K's inner circle by downloading the Circle K app today. It is absolutely free. It's a new membership program. You get a whole bunch of perks. First and foremost, you save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and so much more. So make sure you get in on the action. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for all the details. And also, while you're at it, make sure you check out our friends over at Shady Rays. We are talking about premium polarized sunglasses. They are an independent sunglass company who creates a world-class product. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. 
Go to ShadyRays.com, use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You're running out of... Oh, God. Go ahead. I was just going to address QWERTY, QWERTY, QWERTY in the chat. Said that the best duo was in Dallas in the NBA. Yeah, if you believe that. the clown emoji. If you believe that. I think he was calling me a clown. Oh. Uh, If you believe that. I'm 135 pounds because you're looking at some kind of <laughs> fun house mirror that makes no sense there, buddy. Sorry, what were you so. going to say? So buy a ticket to our takeover <laughs> next month. Uh, you got to be a diehard to get that cheaper price, 20% off. If not, then you get to pay the full price. But you still get to have fun with us. We're going to do a pregame uh, meet where we eat food and drinks and have a good time. The first game is next month. Uh, you can go to our. You can go to gophnext.com. Go to the events tab, and you can see all this, all the events that are coming up for the whole calendar year. Check that out right now, and come have fun with us. Yeah, shout out to Saul for putting in a lot of hard work to put these together this year. Uh, great work on that. <clears throat> all right, we're going to round out the show. We've got two fun topics that came from the internet <laughs> today. First and foremost, somebody mocked up Pokemon alternate jerseys for a few teams in the NBA, and these are legit. The Suns one is probably the coolest one, but we might be a little bit biased. But this is Moltres. Is that what the name of this one is, I think? Pretty dope. Pretty Pretty sure it's Moltres. Yeah, it's pretty dope. How do you not? Don't you spend like two-thirds of your life on Pokemon Go? I would say no. I'm not two-thirds. I have no idea. But I do like Pokemon Go. I have never played Pokemon. I never owned a card. I never watched a show. Well, that's just because you're boring. Me neither. These are are all courtesies of... uh, Luke's design 91 too. Sorry, we didn't add the, the caption at the bottom, but we want to give credit to that guy because he's the <laughs> one that created all these. Um, they're all really cool. Toronto's I mean, is pretty dope. Pretty I sick. love Toronto. They look dope. He does, he does a lot of cool designs. Yeah, he he's does. got a lot of he's fun designs. Worth so. uh, giving a follow just for some fun things. But honestly, all the comments underneath this were basically like, if they did this for the entire league, I would collect them all. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Seriously. gotta catch them all. Gotta collect them all. Uh, you know, hundred percent. One of the things that I don't That's like. That's so fun. One of the things I don't like about these leagues is they're so like they're so regimented in their ways. Like they can't go outside of the box. This is a great outside of the box idea that I think a lot of fans would really vibe with. <laughs> and you're bringing in a, a wider demographic into your circle. Plus, the name of the game these days is collaboration. This collaboration that you got. Crocs and Shrek and Crocs and whomever. Why not NBA Pokemon? I I mean they they're fire. Everybody's I mean, collabing right now, so why not? Of course, Lindsay would say that because she's literally always looking for Pokemon. Why? We do right? Yeah, but it's, it's true though. I do play Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never played it. I never watched it. It's fun. I've gotten. I've had to pull over my car a couple times because there was one sitting in a parking lot or something, and had to get like straight up. New York, like pull over, he's up there, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's dangerous in New York. No, I'm serious. I'm serious, bro. Like parking garage, and I'm like, bro, this is too much, man. Shut that damn thing off. We're gonna kill ourselves. But no, no, but it, it's fun. It's it's fun. The, the the jerseys are fire. I would absolutely buy that Phoenix one. The designs are cool. I know yeah. nothing about what the collab is with it, but the jerseys look cool. I love them. All right, and then finally, for a little bit of fun. Uh, Justin Spears on Twitter tweeted out this prompt today, and I think it's funny, and we should definitely do something here. Uh, using sports terms, what's the best marriage advice you'd give to someone? Oh, man. Let's do this. 
All right, I'm so sorry. you you came prepared. No, no, no. I want to I want to I want to go last. Oh, okay. No, come on, bro. I got one. All right, go. I got a, I have two, but we'll we'll start with just one. Um, we're gonna keep it internal. Don't air your dirty laundry on the internet, people. You get in a fight with your significant other, keep it internal. I like it. I like it. Uh, mine is uh, that happens all the time. This is mine is before you get married. If you have two QBs, you really have none. Oh no! <laughs> Terrible. I'll go with that. Uh, everybody's favorite is the backup QB. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. You will never live up to the uh, to the expectations. Oh, Absolutely terrible. I love it. You guys, right nah, bro. I've oh, been okay. trying. I got right. nothing. I got Go one ahead. more. Um, we got to keep our star player happy. Happy wife, happy life. Got to keep your star player happy. That goes right into what I my one. Build the super team yeah. around your star player, everybody. I, I've got a lot about the super team, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the one that I would say to back that up is you got to be coachable. Like, listen. She runs the house. Like you got it. You just just go along with the program. How about this for be beforehand? Uh, you, I just blanked on what I was gonna say. Go ahead with your next uh, one. You gotta so. be a better follower than a leader, especially in your household. Listen, my wife runs the whole shop. Like that's just what it is. Uh, I have <laughs> the best players can make even the worst of coaches look good. <laughs> take that, <laughs> however you want to take it. Uh, and then I have uh, <laughs> dynamic duos are coveted. Big threes are always welcome. Oh, Lord <laughs> have mercy. Here's one when you're dating uh, and the person tries to pressure you into getting married. You say, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. <laughs> practice. All right? That's, practice. That's what practice. dating is. Is practice. All right? Spoken as a guy that married up, uh, I would say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Um, honestly, Will Captain, this one I'll give you. It's a moneyism. Well done is better than well said. Come on, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Though. I got one, man. Listen, there's no I in team, but there's definitely a me. It's all about the wife, man. It's, hey, <laughs> anniversary is my anniversary. It's not our anniversary. It's like, so yeah. No I in team, but there's definitely a me. Uh, as guys, we're all the Landry Shamit to her <laughs> Devin Booker. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. We're always second. We're always second string when it comes to her. Come on now. That's all I got. I uh, like it. Wait, like she's I, the starter? What, I'm yeah, she's Devin Booker. She's Devin oh, Booker. I see, I see. Okay, okay. I just didn't hear it all correctly. When I when I tell my wife uh, how much I care about her, I do the Jordan. I missed more than 9,000 shots, but I made one with you, all right? Ah. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. Like you say, I failed over and over <laughs> and over again. Well, that's I mean, why I succeed, because that feels like that's mine, because I've been divorced so many times. Sometimes you win one, though. Um, this was a really funny thread. So if you guys have clever ones, you should definitely go over on Twitter and add yours to it and just read through. Um, this was clever. So shout out to Justin for tweeting this. They bring in a little bit of joy to the timeline. There's a lot of good ones in the in the chat right now. So there's all there's all sorts of ones that you shouldn't say. <laughs> Which is why I'm not reading a lot of the ones from the well, chat. Like, no risk it, no biscuit. I like that. Don't be a Will Smith. Ooh, I, Damn. Yeah, that's that's. I, I like the other Monty. Yeah, don't get happy on the yeah, phone. What, what coach uh, is going? Hey. Don't be a Will Smith. Yeah, out man. There, don't right? get run over, man. Don't let, don't 
don't let your, your dirty laundry be aired out like Lindsay said, man. That's, that's just, you know. Now that I think about it, Monty's got a whole my, a lot of Monty's little isms are they fit in. They oh do. yeah, for sure. Well, like, he's like you bring... want is on the other side of percent. <laughs> don't get happy on the farm. <laughs> oh, oh my man. god. Okay, goodbye everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. and we'll have another Valley Voices episode. So it'll be a lot of fun. So plan to come hang out with us. And until then, give the show a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can also follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, the best defense is a good offense. Ahoy, hoy.